<laughs> I usually try to do people that are trending in that way. People are interested in yeah, yeah. White Housewives. But... Yeah. Did you work on your Cat Williams today? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, you have an allegiance. No, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working on that one. Dude, Cat Williams, he like, is, he's the goat. He's the funniest person ever. He is the funniest person ever. No, like, literally, he was, he was doing a radio bit and he was roasting um, the woman that was interviewing him. Yeah, we just watched, and just that. watched it. Oh Dude. my god, what was it that he said? Dude, though? he was like, "Your cholesterol is 600." <laughs> Oh, you're getting too excited. You the exercise is kicking in. She's breathing heavy and she's sweating. <laughs> no, I felt bad because it's funny. I tuned in like halfway through and I was like, why is he like destroying this woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this feels like like sexism. But then like and then I I like got more info and I'm like, oh, this lady was like talking shit to him first. And Cat Will Cat Williams was like, You're gonna talk shit to me. I'm gonna destroy I'm gonna you. absolutely ruin your life. <laughs> he literally he didn't even give her any time to speak. No, nothing. It was just joke after joke of absolutely ravaging her yeah. yeah but he did it so perfectly seamless didn't even stutter i'm like damn i would lose in a roast to him Dude, and every time sure. it was just like a response to to when like every time she would punch him exactly. he was just like here take this like and he just never stopped it was even it was even better <laughs> but did you know and i don't even know if you know this babe um mm -hmm. that they her husband like ran up on him with a gun after the interview that's how like that's how badly she got roasted. You know it's bad when you try to kill the person afterwards. That's way worse than getting yeah. slapped. Okay, right? You know what yes. I mean? Like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, but like this guy tried to this kill him. Even worse. I think <laughs> I think she got let go from the show though. Oh, like she after did? getting roasted, then they like fired her from the from the radio show. So. Oh, he so done. Was... He done. Took her dignity and her job. Like yeah. she out. She is out. That's but, crazy. Yeah. That no. He's so crazy. He's like king of the roaster. I think he should host all award shows. Yeah. I think he's just talented. And he's on that level where he knows enough Hollywood dirt that he 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 has respect enough to roast them. Yeah. Some other comedians can't really roast the celebrities because it doesn't translate well. Well, also Kat I think can. it's more like Cat Williams is more of a comedian. Like if Kevin Hart were to go around roasting everybody, he he'd right. have a very awkward career having to act with like mm -hmm. all these people in movies later. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Cat Williams is like more I think a stand-up comedian. Yes. And and a lot of these other people are are, are more actors and, you know, and that. But um but spe you, speaking of which. <laughs> no, I was going to say what do you think about that too? Like why do you think Cat Williams isn't more mainstream and more like in a position like a Kevin Hart or something, you know? Maybe just because he's a little bit like off the wall and like, you know, he might say like a little bit more crazy shit that's not as like kid friendly, I yeah. guess. Mm -hmm. Like you can go like you can literally take the whole family to see Kevin Hart, but you can't take the whole family to see Cat Williams. You know what well, I mean? Well, I also yeah. think, too, like he was so successful as Money Mike that mm -hmm. like his whole persona for like five years was like the pimp. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it the was kind like pigeonholed him it, into that character. Yeah, and that's not that right. isn't super like family friendly. You know? No, it's in not. In my opinion, not really. <laughs> completely. Yeah, I Depends always, I literally always in. thought of Cat Williams as the pimp from How High. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally in my head, like that's how I see him for life. You know? Yes. Wait, Poor I have guy. a confession to make. What? I've never seen How High. Oh my god, go away! <laughs> literally, I didn't even know he was in that. You haven't seen How High? No, I guess you know. No, I have a confession. Happen. I didn't watch it all the way through, but because of <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me you. let me let me clear my my conscience here. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. But when I watched his uh, the interview where he was just airing out Hollywood's like the most recent interview with Kat, yes. that's when I went back and I had to watch the clips because I was like, I better know what I'm talking about. 
but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's like you got to you got to okay. you got to dig a little no, bit but, to. Yeah. But on the subject though of of comedy and acting and all that, like, do you think that you prefer? Would you prefer to do like straight up comedy, or do you want to get more into doing acting? I've always wanted to do acting, but using characters. So I love character work. Yeah. Um, I've always thrived in that. You know, audition for SNL, done all the crazy auditions, hosting auditions. Um, so I really, that's where I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable and I'm good. Um, but stand up scares the the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. I, I respect it so much. And I think it's becoming so easy to kind of go from like TikTok to then translate right onto, onto the stage. And it, you have to do a lot more than that. It's, you can't just come up and it, that easily yeah. anymore, but, uh, TikTok and social media has made it easier to do that. But, um, yeah, no, I respect it so much. So I, I think I would rather do acting. But. Well, that's the dynamic that I feel like is happening now, too, is like when you were a comedian mm -hmm. 10, 20 years ago, you had to like get booed, like go through the circuit, like spend every single night, spend like five right. years just refining your material and all that. And nowadays you can just blow up on social media and all of a sudden there's a demand for you to do shows, but you're not like experienced enough to do it. Right. And I feel like we've seen that with some people where they go out and they kind of bomb, but but because they were so popping, like because of their podcast or whatever, they had the opportunity to do. Yeah, it. I know. Like there's like, you know, a few different people who I think are like super funny on like their podcast and then I'll watch their stand up and I'm like, mm, I don't I don't get it here. What's going on? You know, I think right. you I think you'd be great doing stand up, though, because like you're so good at just like naturally being funny, like while you talk, you know what I mean? Like, thank you. you I, I Sometimes like I think like. For me in my life, I've always been the type of person like, I didn't like know I was funny for a while. And then mm -hmm. like, I realized I'm like, I'm just kind of like a naturally funny person. Like, I don't like yes. think of what to say or like, do, like I just say things and people will laugh at me. And I'm like, oh, like, was that, that wasn't meant to be funny. Yeah. Like, but was, but was here we are. Funny? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that you also have that too, where it's like, even if you weren't doing impersonations or whatever, like you're just like a naturally funny person, you know? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I used to do stand up back when I was like way, way young. I mean, like 18, 17. And then I kind of just started using the digital platforms and kind of just made money that way. And I felt comfortable, but it'll always be my dream to get back on stage. And I still do. I do hear their shows where I'm fully in character. Yeah. But it's tough to be just Andrea Lopez and doing stand up. Yeah. That's, that's another level. No, I, I think that you'll really thrive, though, with acting because you're impersonations Characters. are amazing yeah. like now let's get me the job let's get me the book no, literally <laughs> i'm like i don't know who's watching you know i've been talking to some agents so maybe they're checking for right. you too right now <laughs> i hope i better be careful what i say <laughs> yes yeah no but i i think that for sure like i could see you doing so many different roles but um out of all the people that you impersonate would you say that courtney is your favorite or who, who do you think is your favorite they this sounds so cliche, but they really are all my favorites for different reasons. But the most outlandish people, the time right now, Teresa Judice from Housewives, yeah. she's just trending, going off. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoy whatever is I have the most to go off of. And right now it's Teresa. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm always doing her. She comes out. <laughs> Like, I'll be with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my babe. And he's like, you need to stop. You need you need to stop. He's like half, out. half the time dating yeah. Teresa. <laughs> like, I didn't know I signed up for this. What the fuck? Yeah. That's, that's, that is so have you, So have you met Teresa yet? I've met Teresa. I've hosted shows for her. Uh -huh. That was fun. Does she love it? Or what does At she think first, of it? She was like, wait, are you making fun of me? <laughs> or do you like, like me? I was like, Teresa, 
I'm trying to get my check. <laughs> okay. Whatever gets my check. No, we, once I, I got to spend time with her, um, she was so welcoming. So nice. Louie too. He, yeah. Her husband. He, oh my God. They're so sweet. They really are so sweet. And so I told her, I only impersonate people that I find super funny, super entertaining. Yeah. It's not meant to be mean or, you know, there's no negative anything feelings towards you. So she was like, all right, all right, you're cool. Like, you know, but <laughs> being on a reality TV, I'm sure just being in the spotlight, you have a hard time trusting people. So oh Teresa especially has been through so much. Yeah. So she's a little bit more guarded than Louie. So Louie was like very welcoming to me. And then Teresa eventually was like, all right, all right, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. What about so. Courtney? I mean, I'm sure it's harder to meet a Kardashian. Yeah, what would you do if you met Courtney? Um, shit my pants. <laughs> like literally go into shock. <laughs> the it is good. I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin it. Like, I need to shut up. Keep going because it's so good. I was telling her before we even started, the camera's rolling. I was like, Chanel, you literally have my favorite laugh in Hollywood. Thank like, you. It, I want to bottle it up. I want to take it home. Thanks. And it's so great. So, no, keep laughing. But only Chloe has commented. They've definitely seen our stuff, um, whether it's been like their makeup artist or somebody. Some of my videos are my friends in my videos. We do Chris and Courtney together. They've reached them. Yeah. But we've never been reached out. You know, poosh. I'm like, we could do a poosh video, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the opportunities are endless here. But yeah, I think I think it'd be really fun to meet them. But I, I really don't know what they think about the impression. I have no idea. I know for sure that I, I I'm not gonna say no for sure. No, I know for sure. And you said Chloe commented. I've met yes. Chloe. She's yeah. super cool. Mm -hmm. I, I did a song with French Montana years ago and yeah. they were dating at the time. So Chloe like oh, came to the that, video yeah. shoot. She was like hella nice, chilling. I remember like some of my friends were trying to talk to her and I was like, mm -hmm. no, no, don't don't talk to those people. Go away. Like, I was like, I was like, don't, don't. Yeah. Like, why are you talking to them? <laughs> um, but Chloe was like hella cool and she's like super funny. And I, yeah. I feel like out of everybody, I feel like she probably appreciates it more than any she, of them. She gets the humor. Yeah, no, she yeah. gets and Scott, they were just such good characters on the show because they really had such a big personality. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could watch them do anything together, but, but yeah, I could see Chloe really. I think it's funny you said that too, because ironically, so he's modeled for Scott's clothing line, Talentless. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. think it's funny that Scott's clothing line is called Talentless because I'm like, I actually think he's a really funny person. Like you yeah. are kind of talented at being funny. You know right. what I mean? That's, it's like tongue in cheek though, right? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, like Talentless, like watch watch me do this type of thing you but know that's, but that's the thing though is like he's that's what i'm saying it's like i don't think he realizes like he is a, such a big comedic factor in the kardashians like it was like even after him and courtney were broken up and there was no reason for him to be there they're like how do we get him in the scene yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean let's have him do a prank on like our third cousin <laughs> yeah. and he would deliver yeah, like, yeah. i just need to get him there somehow yeah. some way and that's how you know that he is actually talented so that's why i think yeah. it's funny he has that brand but but no, I mean, your Courtney videos on TikTok go crazy. I think one of them got, like, I saw one that was, like, 6 million views. Oh, let me just... Like, something crazy. Do we have that? Can wait, we play something like we, that? We need to play it, but really quick first, the funniest is at the beginning of the pandemic when I finally made a TikTok and mm -hmm. gave in because I was one of those people that, like, I've done music forever, and I'm like, yes. I'm a real artist. I'm not making TikToks. Yeah, I know, and, I know. And, <laughs> and my, like, the person I was working with from this distro label was like, listen, girl, everybody's making TikToks. You need to make them. <laughs> you just gotta <laughs> And I was like, and, all right, yeah. let me get on there. And so one of the, actually the first ones I did, I was, I read, I did a voiceover with where I think it's Chloe and Courtney talking, and. Oh my God, yes. I, I hope, I hope this didn't come off mean, but this is the funniest thing, though. So I did, like, a little widow's peak. Like, I just, like, oh, drew yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And then the funniest thing is all these comments we're like um it's giving more sophia richie than, than courtney and i'm like wait i do kind of resemble sophia richie and i'm like I, Fuck this. I was like this was the worst this impression went wrong <laughs> I'm like, this wasn't how i ended up seeing it ending like, up. i meant to imitate 
uh, Scott's ex, not right. his current girlfriend. And they were like, <laughs> no, this is giving more Sophia Richie. I'm like, okay, I'll just. Does she even have a widow's peak? Uh, uh, Sophia, Sophia Richie. She does a little bit too, which oh. is ironic. So like, so he has a type, widow's peak. <laughs> I didn't even know women got widow's peaks. No, yeah, you. What do you mean? You do. That's you, like a. I feel like that's a guy thing. You no, know? it's when like. You see like the. It's no, right sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's no, no, no. I mean, a, a couple like people have. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's like a very unique trait. To me, a widow's right. peak is kind of like almost like the dimple in the chin. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's yeah. kind of that unique thing that not everybody has, and so yeah. it's like you know, it's quirky. It's not bad or good, but it's not mainstream. Like people that have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. We're not. We're not trying to do cheesy intros i'm trying to just like you know have yeah. a very authentic vibe here but i would yeah. like the world watching uh, in case you don't know who our guest is andrea yeah. lopez I, ha I had to like take a second to say that because i'm really bad with mixing up andrea and andrea it's, it's not very easy it's <laughs> it's not andrea it's andrea andrea lopez she's hilarious she does the best impersonations on TikTok comedian, actress, and so, and that's how I discovered her, um, just scrolling on TikTok as we all do. And her Kourtney Kardashian impressions, like I can't, like, <laughs> they just, they make me happy. Like they just give me so much joy in my soul. So I want you guys to get to see a little bit. Um, okay, play, okay, play this, one. this one. Hey mom, <laughs> Travis and I just like got married in Vegas, like literally, and, yeah, the camera crews were not here. Yeah. I love how it goes to the meme of Chris just like, ah. Oh. Like the little Chris here. image. Oh my God, play one more. Play one more. <laughs> they make me so happy. These ones, we can do even Chris can't keep up. So I have a Chris to my court. Wait, the one where it was, uh, what was it? The line for the people waiting for the, was it the Skims pop-up? Oh, yes. That one was so We, we got kicked out by security. I'm like, you guys. So we went to the Skims pop-up in Manhattan because we heard. And let me tell you something. When you're a struggling comedian, actress, you'll do literally anything. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you, I bought a ticket to BravoCon to get appearances. Um, You know, my agents couldn't even get me a ticket. I had to pay my own way. Yeah. And it, it ends up into a job, but it's just crazy. So for the Skims pop-up, my comedian friend Anna Roitzman she was like we got to go to the skims pop-up it's in Rockefeller Center get your wig and let's go I have I've got a friend that can film for us and I'm like oh my god what are we gonna do there like we're in Rockefeller <laughs> Center so she literally this family's so powerful they closed down Rockefeller Center they put up a skims waterfall <laughs> how the hell do you have running water in Rockefeller I mean it's like I'm like you guys did all this for the installment of the skims it was crazy yeah so we show up and the security guards are like hey you don't have authority to record here I'm like sir we're literally dressed up as Chris and Court. Let us do our thing, okay? It's gonna get a couple hundred views. Like, don't even worry about it. Couple He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, sir, we we people know us, okay? And meanwhile, I'm like trying to try to blow steam up our ass. Like, he had no idea who we were. But um, yeah, they almost kicked us out, and we like begged him to stay, and we ended up making that video. But it was crazy. I mean, the things you have to do. Yeah, no, I mean, but <laughs> I, I I feel like it's worth it, dude. There's these guys. Uh, reminds me of like these guys who had the show on MTV called The Buried Life. I don't know if you remember it, but no. they got the show by sneaking on to the MTV Awards red carpet. Oh my God. And everybody was like, they basically snuck on the carpet and were just like posing for pictures as yeah. a group. And so like, obviously people Everybody. were taking their pictures, people were interviewing them and MTV was like, who the hell is this? Oh, okay, yes. And they ended up getting a show out of it. So it's like, sometimes, I mean, it's sometimes insane. you never know, like this could have led to you getting your own show. So like, I right. think it was worth it, especially because like I said, it's one of my most memorable ones <laughs> that you've done. Wait, let's play it. You guys are gonna, by the way, you guys, I want everybody to know that my friends are working behind the camera and I am excited for them to see this right now too. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm, I'm saving this seat for my daughter, Chloe. Shut up. You're literally a psycho. Oh my God, Court. It's me. <laughs> I got blinded. <laughs> I didn't even recognize you. You're so bright blonde. Yeah, I was like, I want to be the color of like a Werther's original. <laughs> you know what it looks like? What? A lemon drop martini. Have you ever had one of those? Oh, are you like so obsessed? I think you look amazing. You look like one of those anime, anime. That's not the vibe I was going for. I was going for like rocker chic Pamela Anderson. It's like blondie. Do you want one of these? No. I can have her whip up a couple more if you want to get drunk. <laughs> See, that's why I like hanging out with Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, wait, dude, that was the rock video. We we did a whole lead up to a different dude, video. That, that was, was the wrong one. But wait, do we, how do we find it? Is it? There we are. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. This is it. Where we are, Skims, New York City. The line is wrapped around the block for your stank ass. We're really your biggest cheerleaders. We love Skims. Don't really want to be here. I absolutely want to be here. <laughs> like, do we have to wait in line? Like, where's Kim? No, Kimmy came the first day. She's already in Milan for an event. Then what the f am I doing here? You're here to support your sister. Let's go get in. This is Kimmy only hires the best. Look at these guys. One of them's my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> You're disgusting. What are you gonna buy today? Three items. I don't think I can pick out more in 90 seconds. Yeah, we limited it to three items. Three, that was like, my idea. Yeah. Was we are at the iconic Rockefeller Center. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, I had coffee with them. Mom. Hi, doll. Hi. Let me get the autograph. We'll sign anything you want. Go, Kimmy, Stimmy. Go, Kimberly. Everybody say skims on three. One, two, three. Skims! Oh, you're doing amazing. <laughs> Fabulous. Ready? One, two, three. Push. I was like 30% of excitement. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite one I've seen so far. That is so good. Because you know you know why? It's like, it's not that you guys just get the voices. It's like you say things. That, that they would say. That they would yes. say. And I love how you just freestyle it so easily. It's like. You're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's like we take three things. Uh, Courtney's always jealous of like all the attention that Kylie and Kim get. Right. Um, Chris is always drunk and talking about Corey, her boyfriend, <laughs> and Courtney's just trying to plug Poosh. So those are our like big things that we always hit, and then everything else is riffing. Yeah, yeah that's great. Wait, so is that um like is that like a friend of yours for real, or did you guys meet through like also doing content? We met through, we were working for Pennies at BuzzFeed doing a digital show. That was like five, six years ago, maybe five years ago. And uh, we both saw each other. We were doing comedian commentating. So taking trending, similar to Ridiculousness, where you just like see a clip and yeah. then just give commentary on it. And Except so I'm sure everything you said didn't get edited out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting it edited out because this is my show, bitches. <laughs> I don't have a legendary laugh. I would put your laugh after every single clip, though. Like, no lie. So <laughs> no, that's, that's what they would do. They edit out everything I say and then just throw my laugh. And I'm like, yeah. I literally speak. I promise you. Like, I promise I have things to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that, though. That's that's cool. You meet people on the job all the time. And so we really started, you know, matching. We would do characters together. And then she didn't have really a Chris, but she was working on it. And so we just started it. And now we just do videos together. We have a podcast together. And we do all of our bits on the podcast. Oh, my God. I love it. 
So it was a really fun way to, I know everybody has a podcast now, but if you could do something different on your show, that's what we try to do with our voices. So Big Wigs Podcast. Everybody does have a podcast and I thought that would be a genius name. Yeah. And then someone, took it. Uh, someone somebody, has it. Somebody someone already has, has everybody has a podcast. Are they, are they doing it every week or they fell off? Cause you guys can buy it back. If they're not, if they're from not utilizing who? it from them. Yeah. Dude, you can but be that, like, you're but not then even... it's like, oh, I want $500,000. Or like, <laughs> yeah. you know? that's, right. that's a problem I have. As <laughs> right. soon as my name's involved, they're like, she's got money. We want <laughs> we as want much every... as possible. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm not that rich. Up. I'm not a Kardashian. Up. I should be as rich. But that's what but, it, it's almost like URLs. <laughs> I didn't know this about the podcast game. You know how right. there's like no URLs left anymore? Right. Like dot people buy it. Right. Apparently it's the same with podcasts. I didn't know it was that competitive. It's, kind, it's similar to, so I had this game I would play and it's kind of funny. It's it's a little out of date now, but like SoundCloud was like a big thing for, yeah. you know, independent artists a while back. And I made the joke. I'm like, you can literally put Lil with anything and, they'll, and, and SoundCloud will come up for a, a, a rapper or artist. We tried it. <laughs> it became a game. Me and my friends would be like, we we looked up, we're like, we're like Lil Charmin. Like somebody saw toilet paper, like Lil Charmin. We looked, there's Lil Charmin. Exactly. Like Lil Glass, Lil, Lil Tree, Lil Light. <laughs> Lil Doodoo. Lil Doodoo. No, what? I'm not joking. If you put Lil with anything, like the first thing that comes up will be a SoundCloud page. And so it's kind of That's become like insane. that with podcast names. Yeah. It's like every podcast name is just taken. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, it's not really a done market, but I feel like people are just getting up to speed with it. And so you just got to keep on trucking. That's what I, it's just about <laughs> yeah. keep it moving, keep, keep on doing it. Just keep on talking about life. Exactly. Being funny, keeping people entertained. I mean, I get it though, because it's like, there's just so much content these days yeah. that like you kind of just need to keep people entertained, you know, because like, there's so many things for them to see. It's like, well, if you're not entertaining them here, they're going to go get entertained there, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So. It's just a way of. I feel like even with um, when you're doing auditions, there's so many people that are aspiring artists or mm -hmm. whatever. So you have to, this is basically your, your portfolio. You're like, well, I am keeping busy. Even if I'm not getting booked, I'm doing these shoots on my own. And that's proving that you're, you're still working. Yeah. Cause you're still, it's, it's your own platform. So you can really do anything on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. It's just a matter of doing it. Yep. No, exactly. Exactly. I told Tim, I was like, he's like, He's like, yeah, he's like, I feel like, you know, you got to like have like a, a exact niche, you know? And I'm like, no, you right. don't. I'm like, I literally will do anything. Like I'll do a DIY video. I'll do like yeah. a decor, like, oh, a decor one. I'll do like a, I'm the mom with the baby one. I'll do like a dancing one or a right. funny voiceover. I'm like, dude, it's just like, if it's entertaining, if I am capable of doing it at all, I'll just fucking do right. it, you know? Right. I feel like that helps when you're already kind of famous though, right? Because then you can just do whatever. Yeah, I, feel I like people just true. care about you yeah. and they're just like, I'll literally watch you do anything, right? right. And that's- I do feel I, I feel bad about that sometimes because it's like growing up like you know like be, I'm like in, I was always in performing arts mm -hmm. like drama orchestra like all these things and it's like I'm like famous for my laugh and like I don't like that people are like oh I'll watch you fart you know what right, I mean right. like yeah, literally yeah. like I don't like that it's like no I'd rather put out like quality content where it's like I'm actually using talent or my brains to like make this and mm -hmm. but I hate to say it it's like when you do do that stuff, it doesn't get as good of views as like the dumb video I did where I didn't even well, fucking try. Well, that's what's crazy yeah. that I just noticed. So the video that we just watched, I thought that was like the best video of yours that I've seen, but it was like right. the simple one with you pretending to be on the phone for 15 seconds that had yeah. all the millions of views. And we talk about this sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's like the simplest non-effort video is the one that goes viral. Yeah. 
it bothers me though because that one was no makeup uh wearing like an old rusty dusty t-shirt <laughs> right. right the other one i had to truck my ass to rockefeller center i had to put on some clothes makeup wig it's crazy it really is you don't know what's gonna hit and anybody that's aspiring or trying to get into the industry and they'll ask me i'm just like just do you whatever if you enjoy it put it out that's, well, that's it well chanel you know we will do when she was pregnant we would do all these little uh, videos of like you know like we edit it all together and like yeah. make it all cool and then the one that went like the I most viral go it's ahead. literally me in which i now realize like why did i wear this outfit <laughs> so i'm like as pregnant as can be and i wore a one <laughs> a one Ooh. piece neon like mm -hmm. romper thing i mm -hmm. and so i literally like filmed myself as i'm walking down a set at ridiculousness and i'm like i look like a big glow worm like it's like it's literally yeah it's like, literally it's like five seconds long and it's her just holding and I a selfie myself, and it has like 18 million views Th that's what i'm saying but we'll put like some crazy like well-produced video right. together and it's like uh like a couple hundred thousand or whatever you know like nothing it's people so want to be entertained within five seconds if they're not they'll head out <laughs> yeah. and so they just already saw what was entertaining about that which was like your look and they're like i'm already hooked oh i could watch this again and again and again well, i think that's a, like the way that a lot of people even found out you were pregnant too you oh know yeah what I mean? for sure that was like yeah. the announcer video no, no. Like we had announced it on like at the MTV Awards, the unscripted awards, I think. Mm. But you know, to the average person who's just scrolling TikTok, like I feel like that's the way that they that found out. Yeah. They're like, damn. How do you feel being the plus one to Chanel? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know you have your own right. I'm just saying, because yeah. that just made me think that people are like, damn, Chanel's pregnant? Oh shit. Who now who yeah, did that? Yeah. Now who <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess for this? I've never thought about it in the way that you put it just because I've <laughs> just because like I've I'm had, sorry, I had to put it like that. I'm so yeah, sorry. I mean, just because I've already like ha have my own accomplishments and modeling and like all I that. So I'm, that I'm familiar with this whole industry and like how right. it works. But um, but yeah, like there was that influx of like who's who got Chanel pregnant or whatever, you know what I mean? No, also, <laughs> I meant that totally only comically. I totally no, know that no. you, you are absolutely your, your person. No, and, it's no, just I so get, funny no, with somebody is, that no, is. I mean, she's she's known around the world. I mean, she, if, right, we go, right. if we go to Jamaica or like anywhere, there will be people we'll that are like, oh, it's Chanel, like, what's yeah. up? You know, that's one thing that's unique about her. Mm -hmm is she's known like everywhere just because yeah. of, of the show I, and her I'm laugh. A bit of, I'm a bit of a Kardashian myself. <laughs> she's international. I mean, seriously, it's, it's true though. I feel like she doesn't get treated the way that some of these people do, but she's just as well known, if not right. more than some of these people. Um, so yeah, that's no, different. The, the funniest thing though, so like it was very awkward for me because it's like, you know, we're not, and these days, what is a conventional couple? Like, let's be right. honest, but like, you know, we're not married yet. We had a baby before right. getting married, the unconventional way or whatever. But like, it's kind of annoying because also people would always be like, baby West Coast, baby West Coast. And I'm like, mm -hmm. her, her last name's gonna be Fennison. <laughs> like, right. She's not like, her last name's not West Coast. Like yeah. I can make her by myself. I, exactly. I'm like, I feel like, it, it, I mean, it made me feel kind of proud in a way. I'm like, oh, right. like the West Coast legacy is living on. <laughs> but like, but also I'm like, you know, it's like he's Mr. West Coast. Yes, yes, right. It but works he's like, for no, him. I have my own career, though. I have my shit. But it does work for you, babe, because he did grow up in California. So it's like you are Mr. West Coast in a way. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's really not even something I think about, honestly. Um, no, I wanted to ask you, though. So when you're a content creator and you get a lot of traction, like maybe doing one character, like one impersonation, mm -hmm. do you start feeling pressure of like almost like you have to keep 
doing that one thing because you know that's what gets the views but maybe you sure. want you would prefer to do something else for sure and i definitely feel like I've, I've messed my career up in that way because i don't chase the viral character i did courtney for a really long time and everybody knew me as courtney i went viral on tiktok for courtney so people started to only know me as courtney and then there's other been other kardashian impersonators and so i i wanted people to know me as a girl that could do a lot of voices so i went against the grain and i started just yeah. doing the other videos and other characters that did not get as many views and still don't. Um, but now I've kind of changed my page where it reflects more of me. So it sucks. I probably could have gotten a lot more jobs if I just kept doing Courtney. But you felt like you were being more authentic to yourself and what you wanted to do, right. which I actually think is better in the long run because right. at the end of the day, being viral for doing like one very specific thing can really pigeonhole you. Yeah. Whereas maybe if you don't have as much views, but people are seeing your versatility, that could actually open more doors for you, I feel like. In my mind, you said exactly how I want to portray my page and my content, um, but it's hard because you're seeing these other people that have just like stuck with one niche. And I think in the beginning of TikTok, finding a niche was important Yeah. because that grew you instantly and people just went to your page for that one thing. But now there's so many more people on TikTok. So I think it's safer to kind of just like showcase all of your whatever you do. But I feel like that's the same thing as like on Instagram It's like if you post like me as a model, her as like um, as being, you know, famous on TV, if you post like a sexy picture, you're going to get more traction. But if that's all you post, then you just become like the part that that yeah. person, you know what I mean? Yes. And yes. it's like, oh, you know, so sometimes you have to go with what you just feel and with what, who you are, because if you don't, then you just get like that stigma of like, oh, they just, they're just for right. the clout or they're just like, you know? Yeah. But at the same time though, too, I feel like even though like, you know, you, you probably start wanting to do like, what's going to get you the views and all mm -hmm. that you are trying to be an actress. You are trying to expand your career outside of just doing content. And it's like, well, if an agent, for example, is looking at your page, you're like, I want to show them everything I can do, how exactly. versatile I am. So I think at like at the end of the day, it's like still do what you know is going to, you know, get you the numbers and the views, but also right. do all the other ones anyways, because it's like, on, on, on a more grand scheme of things for your overall career. You want to show people you're a triple threat. You could do it all. You know what I mean? Right. And on that note, I wanted to ask. So like as a kid, did you know you wanted to like be in comedy and acting? Were you always like a funny kid and people were like, oh my God, you need to do this? I definitely always did characters, but I never really wanted to do like musicals. I always auditioned for the bigger roles, obviously with, uh, with theater. Yeah. I always got the supporting roles like Shakespeare, I was like a moth in the corner. You know, I, I, I Midsummer Night's Dream, I, I played the donkey or whatever. I'm like, I didn't even know a donkey was written into this play. They're like, they're not, but you're the donkey. I'm like, I can relate to this so much. You have no idea. I'm like, wait, okay. Well, so I kind of just always thought of myself as the, the comedic one. Yeah. I never really thrived doing on stage and doing like dramatic roles. So I love doing comedy. I love doing characters. So I always knew I wanted to be doing something in that. But um, my career actually started in radio. Really? And then from radio, I started doing commercial work and commercials with my voice. And then I always had a passion for impressions. And then that sort of just translated into putting it on the platform. How'd you get into that? That was putting it on Instagram back in the day. I graduated from college in 2016. And then in 2019, a scout found me for a show that was on NBC. It was only one season, Bring the Funny. It was with Chrissy Teigen, Jeff Foxworthy, Keenan Thompson. And that's when I came out to LA for the first time ever. They flew me out. We did the show. Only made it to round two, but that's where I got my agents. And that wasn't, it wasn't until then that I took my career seriously. Yeah. It was, I was like, well, I can make money from this. Before it was just a passion. I would put it on Instagram. 
I feel like everyone needs that moment. But what about like no? Yeah, but the what I want to know is the moment when you knew you could impersonate voices so well. Like that was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, my friends were like, hey, you're pretty good at that. But I look back at my old tapes. Oh my God, you guys, my, my Courtney was so bad. It was like terrible. <laughs> I've been doing Courtney for 12 years now. So over time, it you get so good at it. But uh, now I can put it on in a second. But before, I mean, I, I really did work at it. It wasn't just like something. But I knew I can impersonate by doing my teachers. I went to a Catholic all-girls school. So the nuns were characters. And I just <laughs> love doing it. And I think if you do something enough, you start to get, get better at it. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just practice makes perfect. I think that's what people don't realize about comedy, too, is that it really is like a repetition thing and yes. a practice thing. And people think that if you're funny, you're like, you're just funny. But right. I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, most comedians really have to drill and work on their material and see like what works. Definitely. How is that for you? I still struggle with it all the time. I think I went the easy route and I do impressions. And so impressions aren't seen as strong on stage because it's like, well, that's not you. You're just doing a voice. So it's kind of a cop out, kind of like crowd work. But I love watching impressions. I love watching crowd work. So I'm trying to carve my own way where I do stand up and I'm able to do voices and I weave it smart throughout. So mm. it's not just, oh, this girl just does impressions. I'm yeah. trying to like do a story and then. What about hosting? Like, do you, like are, are you, because I, it's so funny. I feel like, oops, all this talk right now about Joe Coy hosting the yeah. Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. I know Joe Coy personally. I did not watch the Golden Globes. I have to admit, I've just seen like, you know, clips online and I hear all these people like, oh my God, he was terrible. And I'm like, what? Like Joe Coy is so funny. I have to go and so watch good. it now. So I, I'm, I'm curious if you can see yourself doing something like that. Because personally, I feel like you would kill it hosting the golden globes like i can totally see yeah, you like I mean, literally be... impersonating fucking everybody in the crowd <laughs> you know what i mean yes i think that'd be a really fun job i think i've, I've seen the backlash and listen joke Coy is so funny mm -hmm. and it just sucks that these people only had he had like 10 days to prepare for this mm. this is like one of the hardest jobs you're supposed to make somebody laugh welcome to the 81st annual golden globes i'm your host joe coy Look, I'm just taking this all in. Let me look, look around. I'm taking this all in. I'm so excited to be here. Um, this is a dream come true, not just for me, but for everybody in here. We all dreamt of this moment. And look at this. Look at this room. Look around. I mean, like, like look around. Look, Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's here. <laughs> Kevin Costner's never here. Kevin's like in a mountain with a cow or something, but today he's here. Don Cheadle's here. Uh, I'm just looking around. Just everybody's here. Like, this is a good night. And I got the best seat in the house. When I was a kid growing up, I used to watch this show, and I would stay up late with my family, just trying to guess who would win. And every time, my mom would say, it's Meryl Streep, stupid. <laughs> who else is going to win? She wins every time. And she was right. You do. You win all the time. That's why when the Golden Globes called me and asked me if I wanted to host, I jumped to the chance and I said, yes, yes. And then they asked me if I saw every movie and every TV show, and then I said, yes. I lied. <laughs> I only watched Beef. I love you, Allie. I, you know what I mean? It's mandatory. I'm Asian. Actually, just from watching that, I feel like you did a good job. But I was going to say, I feel like when a lot of comedians get the chance to host something, it, the they're not usually as funny as you're used to seeing them. Right. But I'm actually pretty impressed. Funny. Yeah, that was, was great. Fine. I thought that was funny. And listen, we, we're an easy audience, but these are the celebrities. And so a lot of comedians chimed in and they're like, look, it's hard to host these. You have to make celebrities laugh who are 
literally this is like, what do they compare it to? They compared it to making um, LeBron James laugh before the fourth quarter of mm. the, of, of the, you know, the game. It's yeah. like, this is their, this is their moment. They're waiting to win an award. And so it's kind of hard when they're like in their serious moment and they're trying to be beautiful. It, it's a hard room. Like it's hard to make these, these celebrities laugh like yeah. this. I mean, and also he's so funny, but that's because he is doing his own bits on stage. It's prepared. He's got a true, um, you know, th hundreds of thousands of people that support him and love him. And this is not really his crowd. So yeah. it's such a hard thing for a comedian to do. I would never, I, I'd be so scared to do this. I think I would, I would be so nervous before this performance. They're like, I mean, it's like a 10 minute set. I didn't think about so that though. It's like the significant difference between an audience that paid for tickets to come see you versus an audience of people that really like it, you could be anybody to them. Anybody, They're right? not there for you. So exactly. They're like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. I have to listen to this opening monologue. Yeah. It was tough because he roasted a lot of people. And there's there's roasts that are done well, like Ricky Gervais. He did a really good roast of like all the celebrities. But a lot of these people, I think the backlash was like, nobody knows Joe Coy like they know Ricky Gervais or even Cat yeah. Williams would be amazing at this. But it, I think it was hard for him. But I think he got way more hate than he deserved. I don't know. I I, I, I thought it was weird. I don't yeah. know. I personally like so I this is it's such a long story, but I went on a trip to the Philippines with Apple from Black Eyed Peas. Oh my God. And yeah. He, he brought all of these Filipino influencers. I am not Filipino. You're probably <laughs> like, why were you there? Um, I had a song with Apple from Black Eyed Peas and he, oh, he told me, he's what? like, oh, we're doing this, uh, you know, great trip. Why so don't fun. we film the video in the Philippines? I was like, of course, I'm coming. Yeah. And so I went on this trip and it was a lot of, uh, you know, really cool people, different talented people that are all Filipino. And Joe Coy was on the trip. I didn't know who he was at the time either. Mm -hmm. He looked familiar. And then I realized, oh, I, I seen him on Chelsea Handler. Yes. And I didn't know who he was, but like within like the first like 10 minutes, you guys, of I was like, I, 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 I joked, I was like, and no disrespect, babes, I love you and you make me laugh too, but I joked, I was like, I'm never gonna have a vacation this good again because Joe Coy's not gonna be there. <laughs> he seems like the type, no. Like, he it seems so like funny. the type of guy that would just be hilarious, just like off the cuff. Also, around, the, right? the jokes he was cracking about me, like I'm blushing now thinking about it because I was so embarrassed, but he would do jokes about everybody. He was like totally, he was roasting everyone on the trip. Love it. But like, I remember at the time being like, this guy's so funny, how have I not like heard of him more? And I think that right. that's that, you know, I'm familiar with him now. And so I was like, oh, he's perfect to host this. But I think that all these people were kind of that same way I was, where it was like, who is this, you know? Yeah. But and so I think it was a little premature maybe in his career. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. Like, I feel like I think he was pretty funny. And it kind of bums me out that all these people were like, ah, he killed it. Like, he sucks. It's tough. It's a tough room. Actually, I think Chris Rock was hired to do this. He fell off, and so they had to they had to hire uh, Joe, mm. and so I think that was another thing. But he did mention he's like, listen, I just got booked ten days ago. Don't expect too much. Like the jokes you're not laughing about, I had my writers write for me. So there was some weird things he kind of like said. If you're not laughing, it's because my writers. You know, he kind of dissed his writers in a way mm. by saying it like to the audience. I heard about the. So that was kind of off, but for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's how Chris, do you prepare a, mo a monologue like this in 10 days? Chris That's Rock had stuff. PTSD. He was right. like, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get slapped I'm again. Out. Right. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. Wait, so, okay, I didn't, okay, wait, he dissed his writers, but like Joe has writers? I'm like, no, he doesn't. Apparently, for these, for these appearances, like I guess you does. have, right, you have like, you can choose the jokes you want to use and yeah, you have like a team of, of people that will submit jokes to you, but, um, okay, I know that. it's, I don't know. It's, it's a really tough, I would be so scared to do that job. Dude. I'm like, well now I, I'm like, I'm really good at 
telling Joe's jokes too. I'm like, baby, I'm like, I'm like, somebody should write me the jokes. I'll go up there and fucking right. kill other people's jokes. This joke. could be yeah, your yeah. TikTok niche. We can get you a bald cap and this you can just impersonate Joe Coy. No, the funny thing is like, yeah. I was telling some of the jokes that Joe had told on the vacation and people were like, yo, like you're mad funny telling his jokes. And I was like, I am, but like also that's like, how comedy thieves are born. But, all, but also like, <laughs> like wow, I, can't I can't deliver all of these like Asian voice jokes the same. Like we're not right. in like a, like in a time where it's going to go over as well. Like I'm a yeah. white girl. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I did find out I am part Asian um, through my baby's genetics. So you guys got the baby tested for the. So she had to get like all this genetic testing because I had like a high risk pregnancy. And so he's gotcha. done his DNA test. He knows what he is. He's like four things. It was just just white and, and black. And really? Mm -hmm. He doesn't look wow. black, but he's part black. And so we knew that I had uh, in her genetics, it was Asian and Hispanic. And he's no, has no Asian and Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So I now know I have Asian you and have Hispanic in me, which makes Whoa. so much sense. Like so much sense if you know like what I eat, yeah, like yeah, yeah. my lifestyle. Like <laughs> right. I, <laughs> right. I can see it. I can no, see no, it. Literally, like I, I, it makes sense. Babe, all I eat is Asian and Mexican food. Is it not? That's true. You, you do live in LA. What else really is there to, right. to be eating? But yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. that's pretty much what I've had here. But, but you know, yeah. No, but I, I really do think that like I could totally see you hosting and killing it. Not I mean, killing we, it the way people said he killed it. Like like killing it like on. on I'm gonna good need like another it. ten years under my belt, and then I, and then I'll feel good, you know. But yeah. it's, I, I don't think I could do it. I say that now, but give me 10 years, you know, with some more experience. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough. And if nobody laughs, you got to just be, you know, think oh, of something else and, and like live in the silence. It's, no, well, it's, scary. it's actually kind of similar to performing at like a, a music festival, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the people who go to the music festival are there for other artists. They might not even be there for you yeah. at all. And you might have a time slot where it was like, you know, where you end up having these people who are just waiting for the person after you. And they're just right. kind of like, I'm just here to wait for the person after you. And so I've performed in crowds like that. And it's like, it's nerve wracking. Like they're just like giving you nothing. <laughs> they literally yeah. have a face oh. just like, and you're like, okay, I'm like sweating my ass off, yeah. do, like doing every dance move, like on right. some Beyonce shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, you're giving Yo. it your all. Yeah. Oh, and at weed festivals, you guys, those are the worst. I performed <laughs> at a weed festival in Vegas. Everyone's silent. You're like, it was like a hundred degrees and everyone's high, and they're all just like, I, <laughs> I swear that was the face. And I was just like looking at the crowd, like at everyone. First of all, all I could think was, you all have the driest mouths right now because they're all like, ah, just <laughs> like, a fly, can dry, fly right in. Dry Vegas cotton mouth. Oh. Like, that's all I could think of. I was like, everybody here has the driest fucking mouths right now. <laughs> but like, no. it's hard to perform for those crowds. And yeah. it, it's a little discouraging, but I always look at it like, I'm like, oh, it's just like practice, dude. Like, now I'm going right. to do this. And like, it's almost like performing at like the, the school talent show to get better for, you know, doing it as an adult. Exactly. Exactly. You got to look at all those appearances as just practice runs. No one's gonna remember that one. They all high. No one, <laughs> yeah. they won't even remember what they did the next day. So you're fine. Yeah. Like, you know. But okay, so wait, I wanna ask you this too. So I remember like when I first, I think I had first DM'd you and I was like, we should link up or something. I can't even remember yes. how we first connected, but you told me you were moving to LA at the time. Mm -hmm. And where do you live now? I live in Brooklyn. In oh, New York. okay. What, what like neighborhood? I live in the Williamsburg neighborhood. It's about oh, okay. 20 minutes into the city. It's, yeah. it's great. It's just New York is actually really huge and people yeah, don't. Yeah always know 
they somebody did an LA map and they compared it to like Manhattan. So like people from New York could like kind of understand LA because LA is so big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that helped me out so much. <laughs> I was like, okay, so don't go to this part of LA. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. No, we're both familiar. So her dad's from New York. So she's been there yes. a ton of times. And I, I've I lived in New York as well. Like basically, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then you also were from Yeah. New so York. I'm from here, but I lived in New York because I obviously when I was modeling like at the right. heaviest, I lived in multiple cities and it's like, you're not really a model if you don't go to New York for at least a little bit, you know? Yeah. So right. yeah, I was there. I lived, it's so funny. So I lived in Brooklyn also, but oh my God. I did, knew nothing about New York when I right. came. So I ended up in this like, and I didn't even know, I thought, cause it's like New York's one of the most populated cities in the world, right? So you're I'm thinking, like everywhere everyone's... stuff's gonna be going on. Yeah. No, I literally ended up in like this abandoned <laughs> Jewish neighborhood with like no people in it. It was so weird. There was like one Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, oh. My friends and, had an apartment in a neighborhood like that too. Yes. So I know exactly what you're saying. And it was saying. the worst Dunkin' Donuts in the world too. Damn. So my whole like first two months of living in New York was in this like very bizarre, like deserted neighborhood. That's tough. No, yeah. it's, it, it's so crazy though. Cause even, even then, that probably wasn't that long ago, but New York is like still in development stages, which is crazy to think about because you're just thinking New York yeah. is one of the biggest cities. Oh but yeah, still no, areas. especially in Brooklyn, it's like areas that yeah. used to be like dead little mm -hmm. areas like that are now like thriving with all this new you know construction and all yeah. of that. But okay, what I really wanted to know though, so when you moved here, yeah, I remember you told me you were like, I'm coming to LA, and mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it in my head, I'm like literally like. <laughs> She's not gonna last long, guys. I know how it goes with people. They come out here right. and they and they and they're ready to live the California dream. They're ready. And then they're like, "Oh my God, this city is shit. I gotta go." Yeah. So, wh what was your experience like? Did you did you just be, feel like, "Oh, like I'm fed up with it. I gotta go back home," or did you just feel like you're more of like a East Coaster? Or? It was kind of a mix of that. I came out to LA and not really expecting anything. I just had a great opportunity. My friend had an open room and it was like a three person apartment. It was affordable, cheaper than New York. And I thought, let me just try it out. And I really, truly knew nothing. I just had a couple friends here. And I told my agents, book me for anything, guys. And I didn't get that many jobs. And I missed my family. All my family lives on the East Coast, pretty much. Yeah. So it was a mixture of just missing my family. My one roommate moved back to the East Coast. And I thought, oh, my God, this is even less people living out here. And I just did not give it enough time. And I really missed, like, the hustle and bustle of New York. And I feel like in L.A., you can walk around and be at such peace and love the nature. But when you're trying to work and hustle and get jobs, you, I need to be in New York and walk out my door and see a million people. Yeah. And that's New York. And so I kind of felt a little lost here, but kind of lonely, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that on top of just missing my family and I decided I'm gonna move back. It was just kind of like a little staycation here. And then, so you were right. The girl, well, the girl couldn't hack it. No, no. Well, I'm me, like, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, me and you both grew up here, so yeah. we don't have. Even though we've lived other other places, we don't have that experience. But I would say that L.A. is like the most populated, lonely place in the it world. Really, you is. know, yeah. it's it's very bizarre. It really is. Well, it's also like we have such like because it's so spread out, and everybody's right. like in their cars. Like it's not like a city where people are traveling with each other all the time. And I, I get what you're saying though, because it's like as a kid, I'd go visit my dad in New York, and it's I, I'd spend. It's so funny because I think of my summer vacations in New York, mm -hmm. even though I went to school and grew up here. Yeah. But mom would be like, "All right, it's summer vacation. Peace out. And go like, to dad. I'd, I'd be <laughs> off to New York. And so like I I would be you know bored. I'd have all this free time. 
And I just remember the excitement of being in the city. And my dad yeah. was also a DJ. So he was always up late. That's and he'd so like fun. take me out bicycle riding at like two in the morning. Yes. And I remember being like, it's 2 a.m. Everybody's still <laughs> out. Like, you know, and like yeah. that, that like just it made me so mo motivated and like excited. And that's actually where like when I was a kid, I'd be bored. You know, I was an only child and have shit to do. My dad would be like sleeping in because he DJed till 4 a.m. Right. And I'd get motivated just by everything going on around me. Like, I want to make music. Like, I want to do something, you know. And yeah. it, it just gives you that energy. And I, I remember one of the first summers I stayed home in LA, I felt like it was my most dead summer vacation ever. I could, mm. I believe it. It was so weird. And so it's like, I get what you're saying. Like just that energy of that one summer I was yeah. here, I was like, it's not as exciting. Like, right. you know, like I just felt bored. Like I'm not going to school every day. Like the beach is far as hell. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And the thought of driving an hour to like get to any destination, I was like, I might as well just sit my ass here yeah. and not do anything. In New York, I can literally go to the bodega and see some crazy person on crack. And I'm like, and here's my day. My day has begun. Exactly. But in LA, I really, I, I felt very uh, stuck. Yeah, well, you only plan one thing a day here and because you know, it. you right. have yeah. two hours to get there, two hours to get back. Right. So your whole day is just like, it's like I literally like space things out to where like I don't, you know, in New York, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to run a couple blocks this way, go get my nails done. Then I'm going to go pick up my dry cleans and snap. Right. To do all of that stuff in a day here, you can't do that you stuff went, in a day here. It takes it out over the week. Right. <laughs> no, that's so true though. That's so New York. It's like the the lifestyle of New York is like bing, 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 bing. Like yeah. I'm just doing stuff all day. It's, and then it's in insane. LA, it's literally like, oh, <laughs> I'm, what? <laughs> you're going to crack though. I'm like, I'm like, so I feel so terrible. I'm like, I'm calling him Mr. West Coast. And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was even easier when it was fashion week at VMAs and I'm like babe I need you to go pick up my Louboutins he's like I got you and he just like shoots down the street gets the Louboutins and I was so like babe easy. can you help me get this he's like I got you in LA he'd be like I'm not driving all the way to the Louboutin <laughs> store right now but he it's literally true. got on a freaking subway went five minutes for me and picked up easy. my shoes for me it's a good point Best because boyfriend. yeah <laughs> No, but that's a good point because if she was like, oh, go to Topanga Mall and grab some shoes for like, me, I'll be like, you are no. out of your mind. Like, right. there's no way I'm doing <laughs> that. Do that. But in New York, it felt very like, okay. And on obviously, we're in New York. It, ha it had been a while, too, since we had been yeah. to New York. So I was happy to go, like, explore the city. Mm -hmm. But yeah, last time we were there a couple of months ago for Fashion Week, it was just very, like, I love just walking out of the hotel, cobblestone streets, people everywhere. Like, people are moving around. The energy was just great. It's a, something Fair. about the energy there. Is I, I always joke too i'm like do the days not feel shorter in la and i'm, I'm from yes. here right so, I it, so even I, I had no business being out here if the, <laughs> if the old people from here don't even i have really <laughs> i had such high hopes and yeah i just failed completely no, the days so, feel yeah. short dude yeah. whenever i'm in new york i feel like i like my day's so long i'm like oh it's only six like you know what yes. i mean and here it in always my, feels like wait the day's over already like in miami has even longer days it's weird oh, miami yeah. never ends <laughs> yeah. no no so, it's, it's weird but um how do you balance that though because obviously there would you know you didn't give it enough time right there are right. opportunities out here even if For even sure. if some of them didn't come to you at that time you know that they are here so how do you reconcile with that of like you would prefer to be there mm -hmm. but you know you might be able to get some opportunities here great job with all your questions guys really i love all these questions um <laughs> i i just think of it as la will be my place i visit for work and new york will be where my base is and i just have to i try to pack my days at, when i come out to la so i get super excited about the trip and it never then that sad lonely feeling never happens in la anymore yeah. so um, I would love to be out here at least six times a year if possible and stay for a week and just like book all my things, you know, but you know, if I book for a show, <laughs> I'll yeah. bring my ass right yeah, back wherever yeah. I need to be in LA. You let me know. Exactly. But yeah, I think it's just home is East coast and work 
is West Coast and opportunities. And and I've, I've made a lot of friends out here. So I do get to, you know, make my stops and that that feels good. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I You guys are moving to East Coast, right? So we ha- <laughs> we have a condo in Miami that's almost ready. So we'll be living there like part time. But yes. um, it's funny that you mentioned that, though. I feel like what you just said about New York and L.A. for me is like the opposite. Like I, like I want to visit New York to work and then yeah. just kind of come back. You know, because I do love it there. Um, but yeah, it's also yeah, it I look, is a I lot. I look at it kind of the same too. It's like when you go to New York, there's like so much, like all the press stuff is out there. Yes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you basically go out there and like get so much networking done. And so right. I look at it like you know, you get a lot of work done while you're there too. Even though my family's there and all that, but I, it's funny. Like I have more of a fan base in the East Coast than the West Coast. My mm-hmm. name is Chanel West Coast. Right. But That's I, crazy. I think it's because people on the East Coast. And I know you feel me on this too, babe, a little bit, are a lot more real. I think here, because we are so separated, people mm-hmm. aren't as like rubbing <laughs> shoulders every day. Like yeah. people are very like closed off. And that's not how people are in New York. And I'm I'm very upfront. I will tell it like it is. And yeah. I think that New Yorkers like almost see that in me mm-hmm. and relate to me because I'm like, it's so funny. I legit have way more fans in New York and the East Coast than the West Coast. And so I'm like, you know, well, it's like everyone in L.A. wants to be something too. like everyone wants to be famous. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to be, you know, in New York, it's like everyone has like more of a profession or they're like they're they're working towards something. But in True. L.A., it's like everyone wants to be a Kardashian or something <laughs> like that. And it's so it's like it's like nothing. It's like the L.A. is a place where all the somebodies go to become nobody. You know what I mean? It's the best saying because it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I felt out here. I'm like, OK, so what are you doing? I mean, I got my channel and I, um, sometimes I do cameo if I'm on feet finder. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you have to take your ass to New York and really start booking some stuff because yeah. feet finder is not going to provide you a lifestyle. Hey. I mean, and, but they, but they'll think they are it. They're oh. like, I am. No, no, you I know. know. Right. And you're like, right. what? In New York, your, your ass would be lying flat on the ground and nobody would respect you. And they'd be like, no, you've done nothing with your career. I'm well, like what? Well, also, so, some of the things people do here to pay their bills could never pay the bills, pay the bills in New York. York. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's a way it's a way different, you know, ball game there. Yeah. But, um, okay, wait. So, I wanted to ask you. So, you said you have a boyfriend? Yes. So, how long have you guys been together? Been together for two years. Nice. And he does voices, too. So Really? I love it's that. It's just as dysfunctional and weird as you think. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. Do you guys, like, do stuff and, like, talk in different voices? I'm like, come on. No, no. Do y'all do videos together? <laughs> we do do some videos together. Um, we yeah. met doing impressions and then, um, but his voices, they don't really interact with mine. So we really try to like get <laughs> yeah, them to interact. Yeah, I was about to, to say, you have to get, you have to find like <laughs> a, a cohesive, right. you know. That's what right. I was just going to say. It's like, he's like doing voices of somebody that like would never hang out with interact. a Kardashian <laughs> right. or Teresa, yeah. <laughs> or Teresa <laughs> at all. Right. And it's like, why are these two people hanging out? Right. But do you guys ever just like randomly talk to each other in one of the voices? We used to be long distance. So when we would call each other, I would love for him to do voices. And it sounds so stupid now that I'm saying it, but we would just talk for an hour in like different voices and just have fun. And I enjoy me. I'm not impressed with my voices, but I am always impressed with an impressionist that can do really good voices. So that to me amazes me. Um, And he's really good at it. So that's dope. That just goes to show though, how like in relationships, there really is like someone for everyone. And there really is like these dynamics. Cause you know, personally, like I wouldn't want my girlfriend to talk to me (laughs) in in impressions. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I love that you two have that like dynamic and that you appreciate that about each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really cool. It is really cool. I think that it's funny that you just said that too. You're like, there, there really is 
everybody, because I, I swear sometimes I'm like, this man is like my second part of my brain. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I'm like, oh my God, like that's why like everything was a mess this whole time until you, like, babe, we were literally soulmates. Like we were meant to be here. But I also don't know if he thinks the same about me. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't want to get too deep on this because I'm like, he might be like, bitch, I don't even think like that. <laughs> no, what do you mean though? So, yeah, like so you feel like, right you feel like I kind of... No, like, like just like how you guys came together, like through doing voices, like, you know, like I even feel like the way we came together and like we do so much together now, like yeah. we're doing this podcast together. Like, I just feel like we were meant to like, you know, we were like these two separate halves that like weren't complete till we're together. I know it sounds so corny, but that's how I really feel. Like, you know, I, I've always been an only child. He's an only child. Mm -hmm. We're both only childs. You know, we both grew up with a single mother and wow, I feel like it's so weird. Like, how did you go so long in life without knowing this other person that you have so that's many exact, similarities no, no, that's with exactly you? what i'm saying like right. even i'll see pictures of him as a kid and i'm like i feel like i would have the biggest crush on you as a kid we would have like, been best friends no we right. would have been best friends well yeah. you know strangely enough before we were together we had met like four oh. years before no and and stories. got along great at that time too and you don't remember or you just no, like, we knew, like no we remembered but no. we just didn't like i guess just no, it just he wasn't ended time. Up having a really hot girlfriend and then forgot he met me <laughs> I was like, I remember it. I remembered meeting him and I was like, you know what? Let me check in and see like, what's up with that guy, you know? And I went to his page and I was like, oh, that's what's up. He has like, that's his girlfriend up. literally looks like, like she was just created in a lab. <laughs> like, she looks like a fucking avatar. I'm not even joking. And, and so, but you know, it just goes to show how like life will continue putting you in the same situation yes. until you realize like, yeah. oh, I guess this is no, where it's you so want weird, me. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like he came into my brain and I thought about him like, let's see what that guy's up to. And then I saw the girlfriend. I'm like, oh, I'm not a homewrecker. Like, forget about this guy. Mm -hmm. But then he like popped in my brain again years later when I happened to needed happened to need a hot model in my video. And now here we are. But it's like it's crazy, though, wow. because I feel like, you know, like whenever you find a per like, I think it's so funny that you and your dude both do voiceovers yeah. or not voiceovers. Is that what it is? Voiceovers. Voices. Voices. Um, it sounds so like ominous, like we both hear voices. <laughs> They but let me know we are crazy we are fucking crazy <laughs> let me just like, let that be known no but i feel like that that's just it's such it's cute it's cute i love hearing like about these like love stories where people come together and yeah. like are meant to be like that, and it just goes know? to show that different people have different values like it's not all like the criteria isn't just the same for everybody it's you true. know what i mean yeah. and i personally really appreciate that because it just goes to show people out there that you don't have to like check these specific boxes in order to find your person or in order to find people that appreciate you it's you true. can be appreciated for the things that you're interested in and the things that you're good at yeah you know? well, i go back and forth on opposites attract because everybody's like well aren't you like the same type of personality as your boyfriend yeah and i'm like yes we are but there are certain things that we do match each other on but I don't know if you guys experience that because I feel like you do have the kind of the same personality. We don't really. <laughs> no, I am way. I'm definitely way more extroverted than him. Yeah. He's way more introverted. The, this is the best way to put it. We have a lot in common, but yes. we're but who we are is like very different, right? Got it. So, oh, yeah. So like 
me and her had very similar upbringings, very similar interests, like right. all that. But our personalities are very different. I'm much more I'm, chill. She's much more high energy. I'm way you know. more extra. Like yeah. he, he jokes that when we first started dating, he's like, babe, like your whole closet, your whole closet. He's like, everything looks like you're going to be in a music video right. every day. Whereas you're like, like and? And? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like my wardrobe. anything just like chill just to wear for lunch? Just beige? Right. Yeah. Um, what about a little rhinestones? <laughs> like, so like since being with I him, like I, I've found more like regular clothes to wear yes. out. Because yes. before it was literally every outfit looked like I should be in a music video. Yeah. And on the flip side, like when I met her, I was much more like ne neutral, just like very like chic like neutral like whatever yeah, let me explain because Model. you are you have a sense of humor exactly. you i before would not even like talk to a person if they didn't make me laugh within like the first five minutes and so Damn. i was very hesitant obviously this man is gorgeous but i i have to be honest because he's a little bit more reserved so he, you, right. you don't know him right away right so i right. didn't know this person was funny right away mm -hmm. so i was like okay like he's hot but like uh, i'm not really interested no offense mm -hmm. babe <laughs> obviously we're here now so so <laughs> but like it took I actually, for one, like, I remember thinking like, okay, maybe I should just like not care like right away. Like I was like, mm -hmm. he's such a nice guy, a good guy. And yeah. you can tell. And so I actually, it's funny because it's like, some people are like, oh, just give him a chance. And you'd be like, what? Just give this guy a chance. But like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to see the personality, you know? Yeah, yeah. And after we got to know each other and like, he opened up more and I saw the sense of humor come out. I was like, oh, you are funny. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I can definitely date you now that I know that that's there. You know, um, it's a very smart sense of humor. He says a lot of things that like, you know, I don't know how to say it. It's not very, easy it's, humor. You're it's, my sense of humor is very like sometimes it's mean. I guess subtle. Yeah, it's very it's very like subtle. Some a little sarcastic. A little, yes, that little, very smart know, sense of humor. You know what dry. I'm saying? But um, but I, I'm happy though that I I discovered that side of him because I'm like we wouldn't be here right now if I never took that chance to get to know him. You know yes. what I mean? I feel like you never really know anyone for at least six months to a year or something even the it's, most it's true yeah even the most extroverted people you just said it like i did not know what i was getting myself into i didn't you I really no got to idea. give yourself six months even a year i mean yeah. you really need to know somebody yeah no it's true it's true um but yeah it's like yeah i feel like even the most extroverted person you're still going to learn things about them that weren't on the surface at, at oh, first. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, some, and honestly, sometimes those people are worse because you someone that's more reserved, you'll learn more like, oh, there's more depth to you. Like, da, da, da. Yes. sometimes the people that appear so great, they're the ones that actually end up having the biggest problems like under the surface. Usually they'll use that exterior like loud nature to kind of distract from like whatever actually is yeah. is going on you're yeah. like wait a minute you're actually a psycho freak okay <laughs> 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 the exterior really yeah no that'll happen a lot That's especially so in show funny. business you're like wait it, it, show business is a hard kind of thing because you can make relationships with people that it takes me a while to like really build a, a business relationship and i'm sure you guys have experienced this but just knowing who to trust in the industry it, it can be tough you know what i mean oh my mm -hmm. god i like i literally don't trust dta for life yeah. don't trust anyone <laughs> i don't it's yeah. like out here i mean i grew up out here and i'm a very down-to-earth humble person i'm not that type of person that like got on tv and was like i don't know any of you like i yeah. stayed friends i always joke i'm like i stayed friends with my friends from high school because like honestly they're around the corner i couldn't escape them if i tried you know and mm -hmm. so i stayed friends with a lot of people for a long time and it took a long time to realize like dang these people are actually not my friends like 
they didn't like me yeah. this whole damn time. Yeah. They were jealous, talking shit or whatever. And, and I was kind of blind to that. But I think that back to even like you not staying in California and like leaving, right. I think that that's kind of like, it, it's, it's a sad thing about California. And like, that's why like, you know, it's like California dreaming. That's the name of the show. Um, I think we all come here with these big dreams, but that that's the thing is everybody has these big dreams here and it's so competitive. And yeah. a lot of people are just like not real, you know, and yeah. you got to be able to sift through and figure out, you know, who's the real ones and, and, and who to keep on your team and who not to keep on your team. And, and that all that matters so much. And that's also why I, I love this man and why I'm doing, you know, this podcast with him and, mm -hmm. and we work together so well, because it's like, there's not very many people in the world that I can trust, but I can trust him. And yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to work with people and, and have, you know, businesses with them and, and do all these things, it's like, I have to be able to trust them. And that's, what's so hard about this city. It's like, right. You don't trust anyone, dude. Like everybody's in it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of just know that, you know, like everyone's in it for themselves. And like, you can't like, you almost can't like take it personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just got to like, Keep, keep, what'd you say? Keep trucking along? Like, keep trucking along there. <laughs> day by day. Those are the pep talks I give in the morning to myself. I'm like, just keep it moving. Yeah. Cause it, it is really tough. And I think I had more people in New York and it was like, you guys were saying, there's more business minded people. There's a lot more industries in, in New York. Mm -hmm. And I think people do come here to have that dream realized. So I just had more connections. There was more work in New York. Um, and I, I would always love to go back to, to LA. What do you think is going to be like next for you? Do you want to do more acting or do you, will you ever do stand up comedy? Like what, what's next? I would love to develop a one woman show, the Andrea Lopez experience where I bring on some of my other impressionist friends and we do a couple sketches. I do some stand up. Um, there's another comedian, Heather, Mc, uh, Heather McMahon, who I love. She was always doing comedy, but she wants to act, but she does this one woman show and people come to it and she does characters, uh, I think I could just use all of my talents in one and just wrap it up into like the Andre Lopez show. But I would love to do voiceovers for animated series, um, work in a really, honestly, it's just such a broad thing, yeah. but I know I love entertainment and I love to make people laugh. And if I can make money, if I could just survive a little bit, <laughs> exactly. you know, I don't even need to be a millionaire. You know, I just need like a couple hundred K, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So if I could just make money doing what I love and be able to support my family, I mean, that's, that's the dream. Well, I think we should definitely talk more after this we've we've Absolutely. talked here for a while um but i i you know that's what i really want to do is develop more comedy projects yeah. like it's funny because i've been on ridiculousness for a long time but, yes but i i know a lot of people know i do music not everybody knows but behind the scenes that's always been my passion is music 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 and then it right. took like so long to like it's like I finally woke up and I'm like, wait, maybe I'm famous for being on a funny show and my laugh because like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and it's crazy. It's voiceover crazy. stuff like that too, but right. I would love to work more with you. And like, I feel like we could totally like develop some, some funny shit together. 100%. Like, a, a, a sketch show, all female sketch show could be really yes. funny. Um, but yeah, I'd love to talk to you more <laughs> about that. Cause I love that shit. I tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, cause like I do like funny faces and shit. Like I get embarrassed sometimes. Like I can do a lot of funny faces. My <laughs> mouth can open very big, um, pause. <laughs> <laughs> what show am I, I on? Can <laughs> he said, "I can confirm." 
Thanks, babe. Oh my god, that was awkward. <laughs> but, uh, thanks, babe. No, <laughs> no, seriously though. Uh, I could, I could do crazy faces and stuff. She's you know? like, we should do a sketch show. My mouth expands <laughs> to like crazy. I'm like, wait, wait. What? There is a limitless expansion. <laughs> I can do lots of hilarious faces and yeah, yeah, yeah. and voices. I've done voiceovers too on like some cartoons. You'd be so good on that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I would love to like work with you on some stuff and like maybe we could like develop something and 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 do that. I I've always it's like one of my biggest dreams to go on SNL. Oh my god, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say that. I actually feel like we. I I've auditioned help you. five times. New York, too. This will be my fifth year auditioning. Um, but I mean, a lot of people have auditioned multiple times, and and they either don't get it or they get it on like the ninth try. Okay, I want to know. I, I'm sorry, but a few people have definitely sucked a D to get on there because <laughs> there are some people on SNL. I'm not going to say names who I don't even think are funny, and you're hilarious. Like I don't know how the hell you would have made I it. Adore you. It's it's now it's a business. You know, it's the look they're looking for. You have to fit a box. You have to be a certain ethnicity. You have to have done stand up for this long. So there's a huge amount of criteria that goes into it that people don't talk about. They. All of my comments are like, why aren't you on SNL? Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, if you only knew <laughs> what the process is, it's it's a really long How do you audition? Process. Like, where do you find out about it? Your agents will, you'll either be scouted or my agents had me, you know, they hit them up and then you submit a five minute tape with a certain amount of characters, original and also impressions. Um, but they've recently been looking for, uh, they'll go to stand up shows and they'll pick stand up comedians because their writing is really good. So obviously I write all of my own impression bits, yeah. but I don't do just Andrea Lopez doing the standup. Like I, they haven't seen me enough. So my tape is literally voices. And so a stronger tape is usually the standup comedians that get scouted and they they just make them do the characters. But the impressions are not as strong anymore because they're going for more standup and not impressionists. Well, that's so, the goal this year then. We're gonna get we're goal. gonna get that tape right. We're gonna get exactly. you on no, the SNL. No, I'm sorry. My you tapes are so embarrassing, though. Like, I really have always wanted to put them on YouTube. I mean, because the old, my old tapes were just like, what was I doing? I look mm -hmm. back and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I submitted this. But <laughs> once you get chosen, you go on to the next stage, which is a live show. Anybody can go. It's free tickets. And you just do your 10-minute set. It's so embarrassing because nobody laughs because you're just standing on stage with a, with a wig and you're doing your character. And people just don't know what you're doing. And you go back. The room's quiet. You, like, take off your shirt and you put on a different shirt. And it's like... Then they, the lights go back on and you're a different character. And um, if I had a penis and balls, it would be so small and shrunk because it's like <laughs> the most embarrassing situation. Like it, you're just paralyzed by nobody laughing and nobody knowing what you're doing. But you're yeah. like, I'm going to be a different character now. It's so humiliating. But but that's the process. And then from there, you keep on going until you're in front of Lauren Michaels. And that's, that's amazing. The process. Well, that's crazy. Andrea, you're very talented. <laughs> Thank you. you We're guys really glad you came. You are very talented. Yeah, so funny, we believe dude. In I you. literally, like, I'm not going to lie. You know me. Tonight, before I go to bed, I actually am just going to go <laughs> and watch some of your videos. To, <laughs> just to make, I like to make myself happy before I go to bed because I tend to wake up at 4 a.m. with anxiety about everything I did wrong in life. Yeah, of course, so, of course. So it's like the best thing for me to do is to just watch a, a little bit of funny shit right before I fall asleep and have that in my mind. <laughs> Thank so you. So I'm going to watch you tonight before I go to bed. All right. I feel so special that to even. That's a little weird also. <laughs> After or before when you open your big mouth? We, 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 that sounded a little bit creepy, but uh, um, gosh, I'm a little, I'm a little Thanks, tired guys. today. My baby was sick last night. You get a pass. You get a pass. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. And I would love to work with you oh in the future. Oh my God. No, thank oh, you yeah. for coming. Like, I thank am you. so happy we were able to make this happen. And by the way, your podcast, do you guys yes. have guests on your podcast? 
We, we've been, we're a year old now. It's Big Wigs Podcast. It's with my co-host and comedy partner, Anna Roisman. And it's every Thursday. Um, we we have started doing guests, but we have not released the episodes. So we, we wanted to do a year and kind of develop our voices. Yeah. So the podcast is a year old officially. And so now we'll, be, we'll have guests on. Nice. Okay, yeah. we'll have All me right, on. Yeah. I'd love to be there. 100%. Are you coming to New York anytime? Because we'll put you in studio. Otherwise, oh, yeah. Well, we my family's out there. So like I have to. Anytime. I They like, I can't. You have there. to see them sometimes. I have to see them at some point. <laughs> um, so when I come, I'll come out there and we'll link up for sure. Perfect. All right. Yeah, Big Wigs Podcast. We've had Andrea Lopez here. Thank you for coming. Yes. And Thank we'll you. see you guys on the next one. Go watch all of her content. You will laugh all night long. Seriously. <laughs> Such good content. <laughs> Thank you, Dollskies, for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow Chanel West Coast and Dom Fennison on all of the socials. See you guys next time. Kisses. Love it. <laughs> that was so great. You're so funny.